This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 197 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. We have four trends that we will share with you along with a recommended reading that goes with each of these four trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends and sharing our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Well, first of all, we should point out that this past two weeks was a number of interesting meetings around the country, around the world. That's right. Facebook introduced uh, its new meta uh, concept of the, you know, the entire corporation will be called meta from now on. Um, uh, Adobe Max was held in the past right. two weeks. Right. Fascinating stuff. It, actually, really, some really good virtual workshops that I attended. Um, and AECT just finished its uh, annual international meeting last week. And a very special shout out to everybody, all of our friends and colleagues at AECT, and deep appreciation once again for our receipt of the Outstanding Book Award from the Design and Development Division for our book, The Essentials of Instructional Design, the fourth edition. We could not be more deeply honored. I think uh, just thrilled about I, that. I, I second that. Yeah. So, so thank you. Thank you to everyone um, uh, to, who, who was part of AECT. And, um, and now, back to our regularly scheduled four trends. <laughs> Number one, and this was the, 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 the first two were the big ones this past two right. weeks. The second two had a few each. The first one, software and hardware. Mostly software with a few hardware uh, announcements. For example, laptops compared and reviewed for 2021. Software was the big discussion. Mac OS Monterey was rolled out and hit a snag. There was a bug that bricked a few makes of uh, Apple machines. So uh, uh, the smart money is still on waiting a little to upgrade to Monterey. <laughs> I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I yeah, to I'm waiting fixed. a little bit. I, I'm, I'd like to, I'd like to move forward, but right now right. I've upgraded to make sure that I'm at uh, Big Sur 11.6.1. Right. Beyond that, We'll see what happens. Android 12L was also announced. Android for large screen devices, which is a source of uh, uh, well-deserved excitement among Android users. There were uh, reviews of online quiz tools uh, and recommendations for making online quizzes. Upgrades to Gmail were announced. There were uh, reviews of video and graphic production tools, software that's available free online. And all of them are good. Everything that we saw in the last couple of weeks is well worth reading and referencing in our Flipboard magazine. But if you can only read one, this is the one we recommend. 13 video games for kids that are secretly educational by Shelby Brown for CNET. Once again, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anyone's name. Uh, the 13 video games are mostly a list of classics, ones that have been around for a very long time, but I think they deserve to be on a list. And they also are the kind of thing that those of us who are educational technologists are going to be asked about with some regularity. 
So uh, this is the this is the read of the uh, this is the read of the past two weeks in hardware and software. Number two, and this was a fascinating topic for the past two weeks, citizenship in particular. We sort of label it citizenship and safety because some of it has to do with the safeguarding uh, young people uh, online. But citizenship in general was a big deal in the past two weeks. Facebook and Meta, there's a reason that, they're, that they, they want to go with this Meta route. And it was well documented in a number of articles. But um, I'm going to take a moment here. Uh, Tim, if it's okay with you, we're going to take a moment to just sort of lay some historical knowledge on people for a moment in case they're not aware of this. For many of you, this will be ground that you've covered personally uh, in your own studies. But for those who are not aware of this, this is sort of important information. The term metaverse was first coined by Neil Stevenson in his novel Snow Crash in 1992. The concept being that uh, and it was it was kind of a big deal concept at the time that saying, well, all of humanity at some point will develop this digital internal universe that anyone can access, but that uh, re requires access into, to be a productive citizen. You're part of this larger sort of digital universe. Metaverse is one term for it. And it's also the term, it, it, this book, Snow Crash, is also the grounding uh, basis for the um, software Second Life, the uh, non-immersive virtual reality um, software that was very, very popular in the early 2000s and continues to this day. The other term for this is cyberspace. And cyberspace predates metaverse. It was first used in the novel Neuromancer by the author William Gibson in the 1980s, 1984. If you've never read these works, Snow Crash or Neuromancer, they might be worth reading. They're pretty good. Um, they're good stories, but they also kind of frame a lot of people's vision for what might come. And now <laughs> we now return you to your regularly scheduled uh, trends. <laughs> the next one we were going to mention is Microsoft announced its Mesh version of the post-COVID work world, which is once again its attempt at Microsoft's attempt at constructing a metaverse, a, a, a world in which we all live, work, and play. Um, EdTech as a lifeline for girls worldwide. This was a very interesting article from NewEurope.eu, which uh, describes how important EdTech online learning is um, for girls, especially in situations where girls are not allowed to go to, to school, to face-to-face -to -face school. and. Uh, Tim, you and I were talking about this earlier. We agree that mm -hmm. this is very important. Our concern, right. just uh, between the two of us, our concern is that we wouldn't want this to become the quote-unquote solution. It's a it's a good stopgap measure, but we certainly hope that girls are allowed to do everything that boys are allowed to do. Right. It shouldn't be the default. Right. Especially for any one group. Right. Um UK lawmakers are also cracking down on harmful online content. Uh, the quote is that the word grilling was used in this article uh, where uh, Facebook, Google, Twitter, and TikTok representatives uh, were uh, asked by members of parliament. They were basically grilled on what, what, what these companies are doing to keep youth safe uh, while using their tools. Google now removes images of minors from search results upon request. You have to make the request, but you can have 
the images of minors removed. A growing number of sites and apps are requiring proof of age, uh, which is interesting. It's not just proof of age like click here to acknowledge that you are 18 or older, but literally you have to provide some kind of documentation that says you are old enough to be using this product or tool. Our recommended read in this area is How a Mistake by YouTube Shows Its Power Over Media by Adam Satariano for the New York Times. This is a really interesting sort of case study um, of a group that was mistakenly taken down. They're, they're, they're a, a broad news broadcast group and they were, they were told by YouTube, you've, you, you've, um, you're not complying with, our, with YouTube's procedures, but it was a mistake. And it created a, kind of a, a big ripple because they were a, a fairly large group. But it also is a great, I think the reason we're recommending it, Tim, is because it's a great starting point article. It's a good article to have a mm -hmm. discussion with people about in terms of digital citizenship and rights. Because YouTube is not, by default, a news source. It's, right. Right? So right. if you're using it, you're using it for, some, for that purpose, but it doesn't say, it doesn't claim that it's responsible for, mm. for that sort of thing. So, um, so this is a good, this is a great sort of case study article on online citizenship. Uh, number three, virtual reality and augmented reality. Now we only saw a small handful of articles on this in the past two weeks, but it did, uh, just based on the way we coded everything, it, it did come up as the, the third most trending topic. There was a report of a study using VR to help older adults and their families, um, adults who were in, say, managed care facilities, other places, and their families staying in touch with each other, older adults getting stimulation uh, for being in virtual worlds. We also saw an article that was uh, kind of a resurgence, I guess, is a way to put it, holoportation. Mm -hmm. We saw the product that, that um, we had mentioned this, I think, over a year ago, that it had come up uh, in the media. But this idea that you can kind of have these telephone booth size constructions where if, if you're standing in one, your entire image is projected to one anywhere else that, it, that it's uh, available. So that, like, say, Tim, you and I are on the other sides of the country from each other, the U.S., but if we both had these holoportation tools, we could see each other in full 3D um, within these sort of light boxes. Very interesting. Our recommended read here, though, goes back to that idea of constructing the metaverse. Facebook will invest $150 million in VR learning experiences by M. Moon for Engadget. Facebook is laying down big resources to try and construct this metaverse idea in all categories, including education. Number four, online education. Again, we only saw a small handful of articles, but it did pop up as our fourth most um, trending topic. Post-pandemic online education at colleges and universities. Online learning platforms uh, compared. Uh, and finally, our recommended read in the area is the pandemic pushed colleges to record lectures. The practice may be here to stay by Rebecca Koenig for EdSurge. And it's a good, it's a good piece of journalism describing how, how we wound up 
ramping up on recording lectures. It also brings up a couple of very interesting potential problems. For example, intellectual property. Who owns the lecture? If you are the lecturer or the university, or do you co-own, or how does, that, how does that work? And we who've been teaching in distance ed have struggled with this for quite a while, but it is something that certainly uh, there is no clear single answer to, and it does deserve sort of constant review and discussion. So this is a good read, and again, one of those reads that might be a great assigned reading for a, a course um, along these topics. That's it, Tim. That is our four trends, our four recommended reads, and a little bit of extra information about the metaverse and cyberspace. That's right. You did. You dropped some, <laughs> you dropped some knowledge on us. I, well, uh, hopefully it's helpful. Yeah. Uh, so we, we now peer into the crystal ball that we turn our attention to the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Uh, getting around the holidays, so yes. hardware and software. So purchase options, reviews, what's available. That's definitely something Absolutely. we believe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, citizenship and safety continues to be a trend over, I don't know, the last several uh, oh, yeah. podcast I, episodes. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more about citizenship and safety in general. Like safety right. in particular, I think we're going to see right. a lot more about how these large companies are mm -hmm. working to uh, make their products safe for young people. Um, right. And I keep saying young people as if it's it should be safe for everybody. And I think they are working toward that. I think maybe my own personal biases, I'm looking to make sure that it's safe for minors. But right. it's got to be safe for everyone to use. And I think that this idea of constructing the metaverse. Right, term, right. Yep. We talked right? about that. Yeah. That's, That's going to come gonna up be there. Lot. We're going to see a lot more predictions for 2022 as we get toward the end of the year. We're in November right now. And we're going to see reflections on 2021. And we expect to see some pretty interesting reflections on 2021 because it's been <laughs> right. a very interesting roller coaster <laughs> ride of a year. Yeah, exactly. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 197 of our podcast. We appreciate those of you who follow and read our Flipboard magazine and especially those who subscribe and listen to our podcast. You can visit our website at trendsandissues.com to listen to past episodes of our podcast and to find the links to the recommended readings that we discussed in this episode. Our next episode will air on November 22nd. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University, Fullerton. Copyright, Abby Brown and Tim Green.